Ready? Go. everyone, this is Heather Whaley. This is Frank Whaley. And this will be episode 19 of the Poddemocast. Mm-hmm. Today is Monday. Yes. It's April 6th, in case you didn't know. Yeah. Uh, if, it, if it even matters. Well, it doesn't, because every day is shit day. Although, Trump had some good news. What was his good news? He said there's a light at the end of the tunnel, explanation point, on Twitter. So that's great. I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of all of this, him and all of his cronies were found to have invested in hydrochloric... Don't bother trying to say Hydroxychloroquine. I did it. Hydroxychloroquine. It probably took Trump an hour and a half to learn to say that. He loves saying it. He had to snort extra Adderall in order to learn how to say that. Here's the thing about this whole chapter in our history. It's going to make a great miniseries on Netflix or Showtime. Ken Burns' documentary. I think even more than a documentary is the dramatization of it in, in oh, the wait. form of a, of a, of a it's got to be like 50-part miniseries. Or, uh, or hang on, a, hang on one second. Are you talking about when you said this whole chapter, you and me, they're going to make a 50-part miniseries on you and me in the quarantine? Or you mean the quarantine in general, the whole coronavirus, COVID, pandemic, global thing? I'm not sure how you could confuse what I'm what I'm saying. I'm talking about obviously no no one's gonna make a mini series about you and I sitting in this shit hole closet. Yeah, because that would be really well. First of all, it would be dark. Be boring. You can hardly see anything. For instance, I was thinking, I was reading about how this Navarro character. This is a new character, evil character, and uh, Fauci, who's a sympathetic character in the miniseries, got into a heated discussion during one of their conferences, which is which would be a great scene. You know, if you think about the conference room, you got Jared Kushner, pale-faced dead boy. You got Pence, you got Navarro, you got that woman who's dressed for the opera. You've got uh, Fauci. I mean, Trump's not even there. Who the hell knows where he is? But they're all sitting there arguing, and this obviously, to your point, this guy Navarro has stock, as probably Trump does, in this in this untested non-FDA approved drug and Fauci's like no it's not a cure-all this guy's saying I'm looking at the tests I'm seeing scientific proof I'm a PhD and Fauci's like no no great scene for the I hope I hope Trump does take it he said the other day oh I might just take it myself there's rumors that this is like it it clears it all up I might just take it myself I hope he does I hope he does and he goes blind and has heart failure there Mm. I said it Secret Service is going to come. Yeah, anyway, no. I'm looking forward to the miniseries. I hope there's a part for me in Who's it. Who's going to play Fauci? Um, I might be. I might be all right for you, Fauci. You could maybe play Fauci. I mean... I don't know if you have, like, the sort of innate authority to... Like, people would say, this guy knows what he's talking about when it comes to science. Again, I'm going to pretend not to be hurt by that. But I will say that I could easily pretend to have gravitas. I don't. In my life, have gravitas, gravitas, but I can pretend with the best of them to be gravitas. Sometimes before I go to bed, I make little notes on my phone, uh-huh. things that I want to talk to you about. Uh-huh. And last night I made this note. Why don't you just lean over and talk to me, Mom? Garth and Trisha. Oh, yeah, that was great. I was thinking about that this morning, too. About how he kept crying? He was like crying, choking up. 
Well, last night, Sunday night on CBS, Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood, who I'm not really familiar with their music, did a, a kind of this bizarre... See, these are the kinds of things that we'll look back on and think, wow, that's insane. They were taking requests. They were taking requests, and Garth kept on breaking down. He was singing Let You Feel My Love. I think that's the title of it. It's a Bob Dylan song. And he was singing it to Trisha, who I, I assume is his wife. Yes. And he, he, he just he said, we got to go do a commercial. He broke down. But I think I was thinking about it in terms of like maybe you and I are a little bit like Garth and Trisha. No. Yeah. Well, they're sitting in a room in their house. They're recording some music and you and I are sitting in a closet in our house and we're recording whatever this is. Right. We're a little bit like Garth and Trisha. She's got a cooking show. I wrote a cookbook. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she's written a cookbook. Garth Brooks used to wear like a 10-gallon hat. I've been known to wear a 10-gallon hat. You, you sometimes wear a 15-gallon I've you been, don't mess around. I've appeared in westerns where I've had to wear cowboy hats, and they've had to get like child-sized cowboy hats for me to mm-hmm. wear. They have to go to the like the kids section to to get a. You know, I've had that where I've had to play like policemen. The policemen hats are too big, so they have to get like kids policemen hats for me to wear. It's very humbling. I want to. By the way, as long as we're talking about show business, I want to. <laughs> I want to make an apology to Steven Spielberg. Um, if any of you. Uh, listen to our recent discussions. Which that was episode 19. It was yesterday. I apologize Ed, because I I might have insulted Steven Spielberg and his lovely wife, Kate Capshaw, and Michelle Pfeiffer and whoever she's married to. You know who she's married to? She's married to um, David uh, Kelly. Pitch for the Yankees? No, the one who... Oh, David E. Kelly. Yes. Oh, my God. You don't want okay. to piss him off no. at all, Frank. No, no, no. Okay. I tried to warn Listen, you. This is a very important apology. I want to apologize all. I, I was upset and mad that there was a photograph of them strolling, you know, somewhere across. Probably in the Pacific California. Palisades. Yeah. Gorgeous. Look, Stephen, do what you got to do, babe. Okay. I, I apologize. And also to Chris Platt. Pratt. P- Pine. Pine. Chris Pine. I apologize to Chris Pine. I don't know if I'm ever going to need you in my life or my career. But I apologize for insulting you walking down the street in boxer shorts and absurd wide-brimmed hat and flip-flops and getting takeout, which is counterproductive because you don't know who touched that or where the virus is, dummy. So now you just... But I apologize. Yeah, I apologize. I apologize. And anyone else, any other celebrities out there that I've seen on Instagram who are walking around like, you know, like this is some kind of extended vacation, I apologize to you. I'm just trying to stay alive. I saw... John Krasinski and Emily Blunt have a YouTube series called Something Good, mm. where it's like the two of them and they're bringing something good into the world. And then I thought, we're kind of the opposite of that, right? We're not bringing anything good. They're like lifting people's spirits. Are we lifting spirits here? Or are we dragging people down? Uh, look, if I had John... Get down here in the dark closet with us in the murky depths of the COVID quarantine pandemic. Look, if I was John Krasinski, I'd be doing good news shit and donating shit too yeah but look at i'm just giving my guttural response to everything that's all i can do that's my service right well, maybe but maybe there are some people who need that also i doubt i it. would like to think that we're that we're doing some measure of good yes i would too because i was reading today on i just want to go back to being a bon vivant uh, <laughs> that's all i mean i want i want i want to that's maybe that's my light at the end of the tunnel you know, I used now I'm picking chives on the side of the road. I used to be running around New York City like a bon vivant. <laughs> My hair piled high, Aquanet spray on it, and now I'm like walking around in dirty hat you were picking cl- chives. You were cleaning dust from under the couch before. Yeah, yeah. meticulously cleaning dust. On CNN today, historian Dr. Amanda Foreman said that during the Second World 
war, despite rationing across the United Kingdom, those who could afford it could have dinner at the Ritz Hotel. This is an article about how this pandemic is very different for rich people. Some of them do own their own ventilators, as a matter of fact, which we were talking about. No doubt. But she says that the social division of COVID-19 could be summarized as the makers and the takers. If you're a maker, you're someone who has found a way to contribute to the community in various ways, from the student who set up a volunteer network, to shop for the elderly, to first responders and workers like caregivers who take daily personal risks to save others. If you're a taker, you're fixated only on yourself, your survival, and what the pandemic will mean for your bottom line. Mm. Are you a maker or a taker? Depends on my mood. Present mood? I'm a damn taker. I think I'm a maker. I'm a maker in my general life anyway. I try to help where I can. I like to think of myself as a maker of love. Mm, I don't think that's what she's talking about. No, I don't think so either. uh, That's an interesting thought. I mean... There's different levels of being a taker, though. But there's a taker being concerned for your own family. You're concerned for your your career, your family, what this is going to mean financially for Mm -hmm. your future and for your family. And then there's takers who are like Donald Trump and freaking Kudlow who are probably taking money from the stock market that they've all invested in hydroxychloroquine. No doubt. Yesterday I went to the store. We talked about that, my, my prep for that trip. And man, it's it's really, I don't know, if it's, it's obviously not for everyone as stressful because I, I noticed a lot of like people in the store just walking around like it was a, just another Sunday grocery shop. Then I saw a lot of people in masks. It's one guy had like a towel wrapped around his face like a beach towel. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, but I thought that I was prepared. I had the store mapped out. I had my list in order of aisles. And the minute I got in that store, it all went to shit. I dropped my bags. Oh, God. I, dro- I, uh, I dropped the wipes to wipe off the, the cart. I couldn't get the cart wiped off right. Then my, my mask, I had two masks on. I had my, my mask and then my over mask started fogging up my glasses so I couldn't see, and I thought, you're breathing too hard, Frank, you're breathing too hard. And then I got the aisles all confused. I was supposed to start in produce, but I started on the opposite end of the store. You I started bought... over in like in frozen slash dairy. Idiotic. Why? Because, I don't know, I spent over, I spent way over budget. I thought, we need this, we need this, we need this, we need this. I still haven't perfected the art of relax. You know what you got to do in here. You know what you need. You... It's like tactical. You got to be like, you got to be like taking a hill in wartime. You got to know what every movement is in the grocery store. Yeah, you, you, there's no room for what you evidently did yesterday, which is have a little freak out in the potato chip aisle and get five bags of potato chips. I was actually precise with the potato chips because I like my, um, I like my, uh, what brand is that? Cape Cod. The Cape Cod, like the Cape Cod, 40% less calories. By the time I got the chips, I had settled down a little bit. I got two uh, family size two, and I got two smaller wavies and I got one which I like to call salt and vinny. So I knew what I was doing. I got five bags of chips. That'll last, you know, a couple days. days. Where I went wrong was when I started and I just, you know, because I knew I wanted my baby lima beans frozen. Mm-hmm. And my favas. You went right for the favas and the limas. That's what you did first. protein. I don't think there's a lot of protein I'm a taker, in that. I'm a taker of protein. I don't think there's a lot of protein in that. Do your research, Navarro, before you start spouting that limas don't have protein, I would, do your research. I would sooner take medical advice from Dave Navarro than from that guy. Oh, hell yeah. I don't trust that guy at all. Dave Navarro, he's a, a rock and roll guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's call Dave Navarro, see what he thinks about that. About the Oxygen. coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure and it a privilege been. spending this time with you. And as I always say, don't let the sun catch you mm, crying. Back to that again. Unless you feel like crying.
And uh, I want to give a special shout out to our friends, Garth and Trisha. Because they're just like us. Thanks, Garth. Garth and Trisha, just like us. Can't say I enjoy your music. Don't, you don't have to always insult someone. But I enjoy you as a human being. And I wouldn't say that Somewhere Over the Rainbow was the best choice to end that show with. Although Trisha did do an admirable job job with it. I'm going to go upstairs and put on some Garth Brooks really loud. I don't care if our daughter's in some sort of conference call with her chemistry class. She's going to have Garth Brooks in the background. Quote, conference call with her chemistry class. Unquote. (laughs) Take care. Bye. Bye.